This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I mean, let's talk about the Trans Mountain Pipeline now. The president and the CEO of Trans Mountain uh, speaking today to reporters. This is after the approval yesterday by the Justin Trudeau government. They're ready to get to work and get the shovels in the ground. Here's Ian Anderson. That process could run from weeks to months. Uh, we anticipate it will be on the shorter end of that. Construction season, uh, for me, uh, contemplates getting back to work by uh, late summer, early fall. If things go according to plan, I could see shovels in the ground uh, as early as September, early September. Okay, he also says shovels in the ground, including in British Columbia by September to get this pipeline in the ground. In the House of Commons, meanwhile, this is in the past hour, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau defending the decision to approve the pipeline. Over the past four years, we've taken more concrete actions to protect our environment than any government in Canada's history. We are going to continue to move forward in that in partnership with Indigenous communities uh, in uh, respect of the environmental concerns. Uh, But Mr. Speaker, we on this side of the House recognize that not all Indigenous communities support uh, the way we're moving forward, even though we've consulted with them extensively. Okay, that's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in the last hour. Let's check in now with B.C. Environment Minister George Heyman on the line. Minister, thanks for coming on. Good afternoon, Mike. Thanks for doing this. You just heard from Ian Anderson there, the head of uh, Trans Mountain, saying they're ready to rock here and get this pipe in the ground, uh, shovels in the ground by September. Is that going to happen on your watch? Well, uh, Mike, as you know, uh, we've opposed the project. Uh, we opposed it at the National Energy Board. We've continued to insist that the, uh, neither the National Energy Board nor the federal government were able to demonstrate that the project proponent had uh, shown that they could adequately respond to a devastating uh, spill of bitumen. But we have uh, been operating within the law. We've to date uh, issued permits where they all the information required for a permit, a provincial permit, has been provided where the uh, consultation can be demonstrated. Uh, I think about 310 of those permits have been uh, issued. There's about uh, over 800 applications yet to come. We're going to operate within the law, but we're going to yeah. continue to uh, to insist to the federal government that they don't have adequate safeguards in place in a, in a number of ways, and uh, we have no control over uh, what the courts will do. First Nations have indicated they're going back to court, and that will play out. So does that mean there's nothing you can do to stop it? Well, we have uh, we have said for the last two years, Mike, that uh, the decision to proceed is a federal government decision. It's clearly their jurisdiction, whether we like it or not. We've uh, we've told them we think it's a bad uh, project and a necessary project that poses tremendous risk to BC's economy, tens of thousands of jobs and fisheries and in, uh, in tourism. Uh, in uh, even in film, uh, over a billion dollars in uh, BC's economy, which is also in the national interest. But the feds have made the decision, and that's their decision to make. Uh, we will continue to do everything we can to protect BC's interest to uh, up the uh, the rigor of the uh, preparedness and safeguards that we think should be in place uh, if this project goes ahead. And of course, we don't think it should, but it's not our decision. Okay, you mentioned uh, bitumen, the heavy crude oil that would flow through this pipe and be exported out of uh, the lower mainland. What are your specific concerns about that particular product, bitumen? Well, the science to date uh, shows that its behavior in water is unpredictable. It uh, it can sink, particularly uh, with turbulence, and if if it's not picked up early enough, very shortly after it's spilled, um, uh, 
it can become almost impossible to manage. Uh, it's got toxic qualities. And uh, we said to the National Energy Board hearing in the second phase that um, Trans Mountain hadn't demonstrated uh, that they had adequate uh, spill prevention and response capacity in place. And nothing in the conditions that were brought forward uh, by either the NEB or the federal government have uh, have uh, appreciably uh, added to that capacity, whether it's uh, geographic response times or uh, geographic uh, specific plans. Uh, we believe if there's a spill, that there's no evidence that it can be cleaned up. Okay, what, what is your government doing right now to stop the flow of bitumen through our waters now? Because this stuff is being loaded on tankers now and, and shipped through our waters. What are you guys doing to stop that? Well, we appreciate that that's happening now, and that's happening under uh, legal permits that have been granted. We've uh, introduced within our jurisdiction some additional spill control uh, regulations that uh, that were put out for public consultation, and interestingly, there was no objection from either the federal or Alberta government to that, but our uh, our jurisdiction here is limited. Our, our ability to represent British Columbia's interests is to push the federal government as hard as we can to make presentations to both uh, the National Energy Board, uh, who who heard uh, uh, permit applications on this, as well as to the courts that point out that there are real risks and that um, the risks aren't uh, being adequately mitigated in the proposals. The specifics okay. are simply lacking. Okay, but there was $1.5 billion worth of bitumen went through our waters just last year alone. If this stuff is so dangerous, I, I assume you want that stopped too? Uh, we're not saying that. We're saying we need adequate spill capacity and response, Mike. Uh, there is a certain amount of uh, bitumen going through. It's going through yeah. at about one-seventh of the amount of tankers as are proposed under uh, the expansion, and there's smaller tankers. Uh, having why, said why that, is we, that still a... believe, we still believe that uh, the ability to respond to spills needs to be increased uh, significantly. Uh, so we're working uh, on every front we can to protect British Columbia's coast, our economy and jobs. But why are you not trying to stop the, the bitumen that's going through the water now? I mean, if it's so bad, if, if it presents a, such a catastrophic threat to our economy and our environment, why is it okay the amount that's going through now? Like, I don't get it. Mike, it's federal jurisdiction. Uh, it's permitted. It's been going through for a while, and we're doing everything we can and have been uh, since we uh, we took office to ensure that both federal regulations and BC regulations are as stringent and tight as they can be. We've been working to increase uh, uh, indigenous capacity to respond directly to spills. Uh, ultimately, uh, this is a proposal for a massive increase uh, with uh, much larger tankers that will uh, exponentially increase the risk, and uh, we're uh, interested in controlling that from the, the prospect of so, future expansion and the lack of yeah. adequate safeguards. Okay, so the current risk is acceptable to you. Is that, is that correct? Mike, that's not what I said. What I said is we need uh, better response capacity for the risks that exist now. We need uh, better protections. We need uh, guarantees in place that if there is a spill, it can be cleaned up. And if uh, it's not cleaned up, that there's uh, there's compensation for Indigenous nations and for, uh, for businesses and communities that are impacted. But we've said that uh, on top of that, to increase the risk uh, exponentially is not in BC's interest, and that's why we're standing. But I guess uh, I guess to do everything we can to, to uh, stop that uh, yeah. by uh, advocating before the courts and the National Energy Board, and if it does go ahead, to ensure that uh, there is greater capacity to respond to a spill. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out why 
you're doing everything you can to stop the increased flow of bitumen, but you're not doing everything you can to stop the stuff that's going through the water now. I mean, to me, that's almost like a tacit admission that the the the, the stuff that's going through the water now is an acceptable risk for you and your government. And, and I'm like just you, trying to figure out how you how you how you quantify that. Like, you know, you have, what's what's your risk assessment algorithm here to figure that out? Well, you assert that uh, that we have an acceptable level of risk, and I, I've said that we don't. That and what are you uh, doing we about have, it? Mike, we have exports that are currently permitted, and we've advocated to the federal government strongly that we need greater response capacity, including uh, uh, better plans, better response times, involvement of Indigenous nations, more uh, towing and uh, and Coast Guard capacity, and that's what we need to do to ensure that we're protected against those things that are currently permitted and where things have not yet been permitted or hadn't been permitted at until yesterday, uh, right. that um, that we've stood at the National Energy Board and the court to say that the risk is too great. Now that the federal government has approved it again, we will continue uh, to tell them that their uh, their proposals to mitigate risk aren't yet good enough. They don't come close, right. and they need to expand the capacity to respond to a spill. And uh, we will certainly look at any court case that's brought forward by uh, First Nations. They've indicated that they're going to bring a court case forward. Uh, we right. intervened in the federal court uh, of appeal decision that put that project on hold and sent it back uh, to the drawing board. And if appropriate, uh, we'd look at that. In the meantime, uh, we're taking to the Supreme Court of Canada our, uh, our case that said that despite the fact that the federal government has sole jurisdiction for approval, we have jurisdiction to put environmental safeguards in place for BC. Okay. The federal government says no, and it's now before the courts. Okay, last question for you, Minister. Speaking of First Nations, what do you say to the First Nations who are now lining up in support of this project? In fact, a lot of them are banding together and saying, we want to buy it, and we want to make money from it, we want to manage it safely, we want to use the, the profits that flow from this project to pay for housing, uh, elder care, education for our kids in these First Nations communities that are, in many cases, impoverished. What, what do you say to them? It's not our job to advise uh, First Nations about projects they should invest in or, or not invest in. Our job is to protect the overall interests of British Columbia's environment and economy, and no matter who owns the project, uh, that's the responsibility that we're taking seriously. We've been consistent in that. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. I appreciate it. That's George Heyman. He is BC's Minister of Education.